Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations, you know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. Yesterday, I posted the episode for Thursday a little late, and um, it was a really busy week this week. I'm honestly still pretty swamped, but needed to pause to podcast, and honestly, the pressures of life were just getting to me. The pressures of motherhood and um wife and working and all of those things. And with the world reopening, I think it triggered me a little bit because I was like, if they send me back to the office, I'm not leaving my kids. Like I can't do it. I'll have to figure something else out. And I started worrying so much about the future. Whereas I know that reopening in terms of our business is probably going to be a couple different stages because we could reopen and then, you know, the world could shut down again. We're still in this kind of, I don't know what's going to happen phase. But I realized that worrying about the future is really not what God wants us to do. And so instead, I'm going to enjoy these moments because I can remember when I think back to um, my maternity leave with Mia, once the last four weeks of my my maternity leave came into play, I started dreading going back to work and every day I cried about it. And I really wasn't enjoying those four weeks of just being home and hanging out with her. I would just look at her and cry. Like, I don't know how I'm going to leave her. My heart broke. And honestly, I have such a passionate feeling about what mothers should be given in the workplace when they have a new baby. Um, I, I, it breaks my heart for women who only get a couple weeks, like eight weeks is nothing. Um, 12 weeks even is what I got and it was nothing, but I've been working from home. So it didn't affect me. It was very hard, but it didn't emotionally, at least I knew like, well, you know, I can breastfeed um, on demand. And I think that honestly, when we talk about motherhood And we talk about the things that as moms, we want to do. I listen to a birthing podcast and just talking to mom friends and having a mom community. All of us wanted to breastfeed. Now, not all of us breastfed our kids for as long as some of us. Not all of us were successful. Some of us had to supplement. So with Mia, I breastfed and gave her formula. I supplemented. Um, I was going into the office every day and going into the office, drop my supply. And if you are a breastfeeder, you know that breastfeeding, it's no joke. Like managing it is in the, your supply is a full-time job. Um, the best thing you can do for your baby and your body is feed on demand. And if you want to increase your supply, which I worked on before I went back to work, was just increasing it a little bit, but I had no intention of pumping because I'm home. And honestly, I still don't have much intention of pumping because even when I pump, Elliot will not drink it out of a cup. So um, if he's going to be a booby baby for the foreseeable future, that's fine because I won't leave him while he needs me. So that's my, that's my take on it. Um, that's my stance. And, but I'm thinking about mamas who have to go back to work and I'm thinking about mamas who are working and I'm thinking about, especially outside of the home. Now I will say this, I will say, here's what I want to talk, say about motherhood. And I want to just dive into this one. I'm fully aware that being a stay at home mom is no joke. I am fully aware that there are other things that come along with being a stay-at-home mom. I know that, you know, the constant need to do the house and cook the meals and entertain the kids and teach the kids and take care of the kids, you can be burnt out. There's no adult time. I'm fully aware that it's lonely because I'm lonely and I'm working from home. I will say this, when I was not working and I was just doing the mom thing during the day, even though I'm working from home, it was easier. It was still hard. 
There were days I still cried. There were times I still felt like I wasn't on top of everything I should be, especially since I wasn't working. There were times I felt like if I can't handle this now, how am I going to handle it once I start having a clock in hours? But once I switched to working, it was next level because now I can't wake up in the morning whenever I want or whenever the baby wakes up. Now I have to wake up at a set time and you know, make sure that I'm prepping food in advance. I have an idea of what we're eating in advance. I um, am cleaning in between breaks. So it goes straight from working and momming, balancing that act. The end of the day, it goes straight into momhood. There's literally no time for me. And then the weekend comes and it's soccer. It's Sundays are the days that I typically get for myself. But if it's going to be soccer and then on Sundays, it's going to be church it, after church, it's nap time. After nap time, it's playtime. And after playtime, it's dinner and bed. So there's no hours in the day for me. And so what I've realized is that I've been burnt out for a, a long time. And it went, there hasn't been a break, which is why I tried to take that staycation last weekend. And it was a hot mess because I needed a break. I needed a change of scenery and I was just stressed out and I wanted to go have a day where I'm not going to be checking my phone or Instagram. I'm not going to be just sitting in front of the TV. Like, let's get outside. Let's breathe some fresh air, even though we were in the city at the zoo. Let's um, sleep in a room that's not ours so, so we cannot look at all the little things that need to be done around the house. And when we got back, I looked at, we had, we did all the laundry all week. None of it was folded. All of it wasn't, there was a bunch of hampers. We have like five hampers full of laundry, all clean clothes. And I said, I'm not dealing with it. And I will tell you, it has been a week and I have not touched it. I will be touching it on Saturday morning. I will be spending an hour and a half folding laundry. Um, But it gets to be hard. And I passionately feel for moms who have to leave their babies in a child in childcare and go to work. Now, I know a lot of us are accustomed to it. A lot of us are like, it's just the way it is. But some of us don't want it to be that way. And in fact, I think the good majority of us would agree, I would rather have more time at home with my kids. And it just baffles me and kind of sickens me that in society, we cannot protect a mother's job, pay the mother to raise her kids, and then When we go to work and we have a sick emergency or our kid's school is closed, it becomes an issue at the office. Now, luckily, my job isn't like that. I can take off, you know, in an instant as long as I don't have like presentations and things to do. If I need to leave, I can leave. There's no big deal. I will deal with whatever else I have to deal with when I get back. So I'm blessed in that aspect. But on the other aspect, I can see the flip side of that there are people in harder situations. And it makes me mad because motherhood is hard enough. Doing the job of mothering is hard enough. Teaching your kids right from wrong, feeding feeding them every single day for every meal, making sure they have clothes, making sure that they are learning and engaged and not screen zombies, making sure they get outside. That's hard enough to balance all of that. And I see moms do it beautifully all over social media. And I remember that the reason why I started this podcast and the reason why I have my Instagram is because I want people to see that, that I'm not, that's not the way it is for me. And it's okay if it's not the way it is for you. It's okay if it's a hot mess and your kid wants to go play in the backyard and you really don't want to go out there with them. Now, 99% of the time I will. Like 99% of the time I still do. Do I enjoy sitting in the backyard watching them play once I'm out there? Sure. And if it's 100 degrees out, maybe not so much. But I, I know mommy burnout is real. I know managing the house is hard. I know balancing work and kids and all of that. It just comes with so much mom guilt because on one hand, you have a job to do. I'm talking about working moms now for a minute. Um, on one hand, you have a job to do. And I'm a woman of integrity. I like to put in my hours. That I need to do my work and get it done. But on the other hand, my kids always come first. So if I'm working on something and Mia wants me to play and I tell her, you know, give me one minute or, hey, mommy needs to finish this for work in five minutes or 10 minutes or in 20 minutes, let's sit down and play together. That's what I that's what I ultimately end up doing, which isn't bad because in a way 
you know, she does have to learn that I love you. I support you. I want to spend time with you. But sometimes it's not possible to stop and do that. So when I'm not working, if Mia wants to play, I always just do it. I always think, is there anything that is wrong with what she wants to do? If not, we're going to do it. Like sometimes she'll want to go play in her room during the weekend. And Ethan will want to sit down here. We're hanging out on the couch and say, no, 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 we want to stay down here. Because of the fact that I work, you know, all the week, I'm like, no, if Mia wants to go upstairs and play with me in her room, sorry, babe, I'm going upstairs and playing with her in her room. But then that comes to sacrifice of spending time with your spouse. So then it's it literally the hour people ask me, how do you spend time? How do you, where do you find time for yourself? And my answer is I don't, I haven't. Where do you find time to hang out with your husband? The answer is I haven't. Well, okay. I have in the past. I haven't going forward. We have found space and time where we can hang out. It's sometimes not long enough, not not long enough for what we want. Like I wish we could spend three hours hanging out. Maybe we only get an hour, but I wish we could have date night every week. Maybe we can only have it twice a month, things like that because of the nature of how life is right now. Now, as time progresses and as my kids get older, it will be easier because And we both fully acknowledge Elliot is a booby baby. Like I've said, I couldn't leave him for three hours. I can leave three hours max probably. And then I better start working my way home. I can leave him for three hours and he will eat regular food. He will take a nap. He will play. But after that, he's going to be ready for, for boob. So I don't really, I have three hour stretches where I could get by being away. But any time after that is on borrowed time and he's going to want to eat. So motherhood is no joke and doing and balancing the whole thing it's it's honestly impossible motherhood's no joke and i think if you're like me you can handle carrying all of the weight for a while or most of the weight for a while right so for four days five days straight I can get up, make breakfast, load the dishwasher, get online, work. And then, but come day four of nonstop work, mom, work, mom, I start to lose it. I start to get tired. And this is why I think being a stay-at-home must be, home mom must be so hard because you're trying to validate, hopefully you have a good spouse because my husband knows how hard it is to have kids and knows that when you are just watching the kids, sometimes things don't get done. He gets that. Um, so if you're a stay-at-home mom, I hope you have a spouse, and I hope that they get that as well. But I can see how the monotony, because even when I was on maternity leave, I'm somebody who likes to switch it up and go. But we were in COVID, and I was in maternity on maternity leave in the winter. So, you know, what I would do to switch up my life would be like, hey, let's go to a museum. Hey, let's go check out this garden center. Even just like walking around Lowe's Garden Center is fun. Like we can look at the flowers. We can talk about what kind of things we see. Um, But it was COVID and I'm not bringing my baby out in COVID. And so it was just a hard, it was just a hard season because I get bored easily. And so I like to do things. I like to be on the go. But then after I'm on the go, I do need decompression time. I do need a day to chill. Like I want to be out, I want to do it all, but I need also time to chill. And so I know like this weekend, there's some things I want to do, but we were gone all last weekend and next weekend I might, I don't know how I'm going to be feeling after this second shot vaccine. So, um, I know that I wanted to like do some fun things this weekend. Luckily next weekend's a three day weekend for me, but motherhood is no joke and I read a couple of different things. One, I might have mentioned this before. It makes sense that we're burnt out because back in the days when people were having babies, when they talk about how you have a village or you have a tribe, it was literal. Like you literally lived in a village. You literally had a tribe. And you saw these women every day. You know, every morning we get up, we're doing the the domestic things. The man is hunting or gathering or being a warrior. I don't know what the men were doing. Who knows? But the women were home 
or on, you know, the property, the village, you know, getting the water supply, um, taking care of the food, making clothes, but they were doing it all together. So one, everyone's kids were playing with each other and you were sitting around and chatting and singing with other women and hanging out. It was never this isolated or lonely. So of course, when you have a stay at home mom or working mom and all we're doing is momming by our momming by ourselves all day. Of course we're lonely. Of course it's hard. And then you take into the fact that maybe you don't have a lot of mom friends and then no one you know gets it. Hence this podcast because you know I get it. Um, and hence the peanut app. I'm talking to a few ladies and I'm, I'm really liking the app so far. But not only other moms understand that it is 10 o'clock in the morning and I've had to reheat my coffee three times because and I still haven't finished it or I had half a piece of toast for breakfast and now it's one o'clock in the afternoon and I'm starving, but I haven't had time to eat. And now the baby is asleep. And what do I do? You know, do the load of dishes that I'm staring at? Do I pick up the toys in the living room? Do I run a load of laundry? Do I shower and take a nap or do I eat? So Having all of these factors, of course, breastfeeding becomes hard if you're not nourishing yourself correctly. And stress affects breastfeeding. Um, I feel lucky that like after my first time around doing it, I learned, you know, what things were really necessary, what things really aren't, like what things hurt supply, what things help supply. And ultimately, like last time I was drinking so much mother's milk tea, I was and like even this time I do drink body armors. I think it does help, but I don't live by body armors. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, body armor is a drink. Um, I think it has coconut water in it and the coconut water seems to be what really helps because if you drink a Starbucks pink drink, it also can help your supply. But honestly, if you are like living off of lactation cookies, which I eat them occasionally, like I throw them in my bag because my opinion is it can't hurt me, but it's not what's keeping my breastfeeding journey going. What's keeping my breastfeeding journey going is my baby is eating literally and, um, But if you are working and it's hard, and even if you aren't working and it's hard, you are a good mom for even trying, going through that mentally, you know, going through the anguish of it. I cried so hard when Mia had her first bottle because I supplemented. Now, she still nursed in the morning from me, nursed in the night from me, and got one bottle during the day from me. So then she had about two bottles of formula a day, something like that maybe three, but I think like around two bottles of formula a day. I'm pretty sure that was it. And I cried like a baby. Like I can't take care of my kid. Well, there's a reason why they made formula, right? Um, And we were never living under this amount of stress. Of course, we were living under the stress of survival, but we were with our kids all the time. So anyway, I have, I have, um, there's, I see flaws in our society that I don't like. And honestly, when I think about my future, this is going to sound silly and obnoxious. And I hope one day I listen back to this episode and it comes true. But I honestly think about running for office to tackle the issues of motherhood. You know, like who, why are we letting men decide what we do? Like they're not the ones giving birth to these babies. They're not the ones staying home like let us have more leave from work across the board every company needs to have at least three months of leave for moms and i don't think that's enough honestly i don't think that's enough um eight weeks is nothing and if it's and then i know you can do 12 weeks of unpaid leave not everyone can afford 12 weeks of unpaid leave And so then you're thinking, okay, do I, you know, scrape by and try to take this leave or do I go to work and then I have to put my kid in? It's just there's so many issues with society surrounding motherhood that it just makes me sick. And, you know, I'm lucky that I'm sitting in a position where I am doing what I'm doing. I'm not doing the ideal thing for me, which is working for myself, (laughs) but I'll get there. I'm in the process of trying to work for myself, but I'm home with my kids working and providing and all of that. So 
I'm feeling for all of us mamas. I'm praying for all of us mamas. And I know motherhood is hard. I know there are some days where you just cry out of the blue. The smallest thing will make you cry. Um, I know that you just get frustrated seeing the same toys. You get frustrated repeating yourself. You get frustrated from hearing the meltdowns. And then you get frustrated because gentle parenting, you can't melt down if they melt down. But sometimes you need to melt down. So what happens when the mom needs to melt down? Like, I get it. I fully get it. I don't know about you, but when your child is sick, it's like the worst time, especially, I guess, if they're babies, because you can't, they can't fully communicate to you their symptoms or what's wrong. So on Saturday night, um, Elliot just wasn't sleeping and he usually goes to bed at like seven, seven thirty. So at like 10 o'clock, he's still awake. He's like kind of tossing and turning all night and like whining. And then he cries and he eats, but he doesn't like sleep for long. So finally I get up. I think he feels warm. Note that it was warm. It was a warm day. So upstairs in our house, like in the summer, it gets warm. So I try to keep our temperature in the house like really cold so that at least upstairs isn't like super duper hot. Anyway, that's just like a house annoying house issue. But um, so I went and checked his temperature and it was like, 100.7 and if you have like the forehead scanners it is yellow for a certain range and then turned red so it was red so then all of a sudden I'm scared I think that red um the temperature turns the temperature scanner turns red and I think that's good because it like warns you or whoever like yes this person has a fever but it's I don't know it just puts me on high alert Anyway, so I tell Ethan, hey, Elliot has a fever. I'm going to sleep in the living room with him because it's just much cooler on that level of the house. Um, so I gave him some Tylenol. He went to sleep. His fever came down. He um, like sweated a whole bunch. And I was like, great. He probably like sweated out the fever and then it comes back. And so we started this cycle on Saturday of, you know, at whatever time I give him Tylenol, then like five, six hours later, he, you know, the Tylenol drops his fever for a little bit. And then like five or six hours later, the fever comes back. So then I gave him more Tylenol and then he's sweating it out. So at this point I haven't gotten sleep pretty much all weekend because one, he's not sleeping well. And also I'm worried. So I'm like falling asleep. And then I'm like, let me check his temperature. Um, let me make sure he's hydrated. So I'm like, keep feeding him and all this stuff and he wouldn't eat and Ethan's like it's probably a teething fever like it's still pretty low it's not even 101 the highest it got to was like one well the highest it got to was 101 but it was like 100.6 to 100.8 like most of the time and I'm over here like this is the first time he's ever had a fever but I'm not a first-time parent but I feel like I act like a first-time parent with Elliot, even though I've done it before. Because in my head, I'm thinking, okay, it's probably teething or something small. It's not major. But then it's just, he stayed sick. So I'm like, oh my gosh, do I call the doctor? Do I not call the doctor? Do I call the doctor? Do I not call the doctor? And then on Sunday, it was just like a long weekend of just being up a lot for me. That I'm just like emotional and I'm tired. And I'm like, well, let's just call the doctor. At the same time, I'm like, well, what is the doctor going to do? Unless he, like, has, like, something specific, he won't prescribe him anything. He's just going to look at him. And so, long story short, it is now Monday. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Tuesday. I took Monday off. And he finally has, like, a really, really low fever. Like, 99 is the highest it's been the past 12 hours. So I'm praying that it holds and we don't have to go to the doctors. Um, I hope it continues to decrease. Yeah, he's still like a little bit warm, but not as bad as it's been. Um, But I don't know if any other moms are just like over anxious like I am. Ethan was just getting frustrated because every time I touched him, I would look at Ethan like kind of distressed like he has a fever. And he's like, okay, I know, but... There's nothing we can do. You have him in light layers. You're, you know, giving, you're, he's breastfeeding a lot. You're giving him water when he wants it. Like you're, you're, he's fine. As long as he's hydrated. Like he continued to have like normal amount of wet diapers. He did seem like a little constipated, but then eventually like it all came out. Um, sorry if that was too TMI, but 
I was just like, well, he keeps sweating and he wouldn't sleep unless he was sleeping on me. So I was like, well, his fever isn't going to go down if he, you know, body heat. And it was this whole ordeal. And so anyway, during this whole time, this whole experience um, over the weekend, I decided, you know what, I want to go to Disney World. I think I saw a TikTok, like a random TikTok about Disney. And I was like, oh my gosh, how cute would it be to bring the kids? So I've booked my trip to Disney World. I haven't bought tickets to the the parks or anything, but our hotel for the week is booked and we're going to go in February. And I guess I really just needed a distraction over the weekend because I was worried and I wasn't sure what to do. There was We had different weekend plans that we just didn't end up doing because of Elliot. Um, but we did buy this kick-ass pool. It is like, it has a little slide. It's like a baby pool. Um, it has a little like squirter on it. And so Mia was in that most of the weekend. Um, one of our friends came over, well, their godfather came over on set on Sunday and hung out for a couple hours. So it was like a good distraction. Um, while Elliot really was just because when he like his the way he was acting was like really sleepy, clingy, fussy. But then there would be like an hour or so where he would be normal. About an hour where he will like want to get on the ground and play with his toys, and he's trying to crawl, and then eventually he gets tired again, and he wouldn't. I was like, I don't know, maybe his throat sore because he doesn't want to drink water where he usually he always wants it, um, and. I don't know. But anyway, it looks like we're on the like tail end of it now. Thank God. Um, but it was just really, really, oh, I hate when my kid's sick. Despite Elliot not feeling well, Mia was a really good big sister, like really, really well behaved, uh, really, really cuddly. Like, I love you. Let me, you know, let me give medicine to my baby brother. Uh, she was like, she's a, she's a almost three year old. So she's tall as tantrums. So I think at one point Elliot was really, really fussy. And they were playing in the jumper. And so I was taking him out. And she was like, no, I want to play with him. And I was like, I know, but he's fussy and tired. And then she threw a tantrum because she wanted to play. But that was about it. And anyway, back to my Disney trip. So I have become obsessed with this trip to Disney. Now, I know it's about nine months away. I have budgeted my monthly expenses around this trip so that we can save a good amount of money by February. And... Because when you go to Disney, there obviously you can't buy any and everything, right? Food's expensive, drinks expensive, souvenirs are expensive. So I've done like a ton of research over the past weekend about, okay, I'm going to go to this one specific Target that has a ton of Disney stuff. I know you can go to Walmart, but I'm a Target lover. So I'm going to go to the Target and get like a bunch of gear and bring it back to the hotel. Uh, it's really like a condo we're staying in. It has a kitchen. It's really nice. And we've stayed at this resort before. It's a resort off property, but it has like seven swimming pools and on-site restaurant. You can see the fireworks from your hotel or I guess your condo. So we're going to sit on the patio one night, watch the fireworks, like eat dinner. It's going to be really, really cute. I am doing so much research, guys. I'm talking about like, I feel like such a Disney mom now because it's like, okay, what kind of car seat are we bringing on the plane from every detail from like what are we packing on the plane to you know our minute by minute not even minute by minute but like play by play of our park days we're going to be rope dropping if you don't know what that means it means like you get to the park an hour before opening uh i'm making reservations really really i'm making taking i'm making like the last reservation for dinner in the park one night and i'm trying to get my 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 grandmother to come and Ethan's mom to come I would like my mom to come as well because then it's just like extra hands with the kids and it would just be a really fun experience for like all the grandmas to come and it would just be really cute and plus like built-in babysitters like one night or two nights Ethan and I can go and have like date night in Disney or eat out really really late at Disney like we can just go ahead and go there and that would be I think really cute for us, I already started planning outfits to wear in the park. Like I want to dress up as certain characters, but not obviously. So I'm not going to buy, for instance, Ethan and I really like Beauty and the Beast. And we always joke that I'm the beauty, he's the beast. So I found like a really cute yellow dress that's very Belle-like, but it's not like a ball gown, right? Because I'm not going to wear a ball gown to Disney. They do have rules about that and stuff anyway. But, but... I did want to 
like just start planning out themed outfits so they're not like costumes but they like represent the character so it's going to be kind of cute I really think so and I did the same thing for the kids so I started planning all of our outfits I'm guesstimating what sizes they'll be so I'm making sure the outfits come in for instance Mia's still in 4t actually she's still in 3t and 4t so I'm guessing she'll be in 4 or 5t by February she's really held at 4t for over a year because she's tall but she's skinny um and then Elliot is like a monster grower, so he'll definitely be like in 3T or something by then. And I am just obsessed, like, what day's the best day to go to the park? Let's map out the best things. Where, where are the best spots? Like, what exactly are we eating? And all of the tips and tricks. So, like, starting today, buying Disney gift cards to use on specific things. If you stay at a Disney property, you can use it towards your hotel or like anything you're going to buy at Disney. So I'm going to have like specific gift card for Mia, specific gift card for Elliot for like souvenirs and things. So it's like, Hey, when we run out of money on this gift card, you're done shopping. Um, same for food, like the gift cards, like, Hey, this is how much I'm fine with spending in the park today. It's all on this one gift card for food. And I'm going to label it food day one, day two, day three, because we plan on hitting the park three days. And we're for sure going to Epcot. We're for sure going to Magic Kingdom. And then I'm not sure I'm not sure if we're going to do Magic Kingdom twice because I think that's a really fun one or if we're going to go ahead, if it's worth it, to do a different park. Unfortunately, Animal Kingdom's the one that's getting nixed. I think it's really, it's, I think it's a cool park, but it's just not high on my priority list with the littles. And so, yeah, I will, get, I will do a whole Disney episode because it's going to be lit. Something I realized about myself that I need to work on improving is, I think you guys will be able to relate, is not being able to slow down. And, okay, over the past couple of days, Elliot's been sick, right? And during that time, I've just basically been planning a trip to Disney, which is super fun, super exciting, and it was just like the best way to keep my mind at bay instead of like, googling every symptom he had which I wasn't sure because he can't talk because he's a baby but what I realized is you know Elliot was asleep most of the day yesterday in my lap and I'm you know going from researching Disney 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 and then I'm planning my next vacation and I'm planning my backyard and I'm planning 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 which there's nothing wrong with planning I love to plan it's like a hobby of mine but I realize my brain doesn't turn off and I don't know how to stop and just be and I worry about so many random little things and I think it's because I'm overloaded with information I think we all are so I'm going to start I already started implementing um screen time on my iphone where you can you know set at this hour from this time to this time i'm not going to have access to these apps i usually don't allow myself access to any apps except for like calling people and sending text messages um and then like my banking information but aside from that at at seven o'clock i'm done with tiktok and all of these other things so on top of me locking my phone from myself between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. or 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. I also limit, you know, an hour on social media a day because you could easily spend like mindlessly scrolling on TikTok more than an hour. And I say, okay, if I spend an hour a day on TikTok, yeah, it's not like the most productive thing in the world. But if I get some laughs, it's fine. I've realized that even with these restrictions, I need to restrict myself even more because I'm overloaded with information to the point where I need to stop trying to do everything everyone says to do. What do I mean by this? Uh, like I've been saying, Elliot was sick for the past couple of days, so I haven't slept. He's been up all night. He's tossing and turning. He is cranky and fussy, and I am exhausted. I'm also trying to do. So what happened was with Elliot being sick, it meant that my projects for the weekend didn't get done, which was fine. I was going to drop everything just to care for the baby. That's just what you do, right? But that meant that laundry didn't get folded. I didn't unload and load the dishwasher, which in my head is not important if I'm comforting Elliot, taking his temperature, making sure he has medicine, you know, snuggling all day, whatever he needs to feel comforted during this time. 
But if the dishes aren't out of the dishwasher, if the trash isn't out of the house, if the floor isn't vacuumed, if the laundry isn't put away, then my week starts off like I'm tripping over stuff because I can't really make breakfast if I my, none of my dishes are clean. And I can't really, you know, go throughout my day if I can't throw away, you know, our breakfast scraps and, you know, so all these things. So come Sunday night, I'm looking at Ethan and I'm stressed. I'm tired, I'm cranky, and I'm looking at the house and I'm like, I don't know how. This was actually Monday, um, Monday evening, because we took off Monday to deal with Elliot and take care of him. And... So he was like, okay, I'll do it. And he goes ahead. He takes out the trash. He does the dishes. You know, he's like, I got it. It's fine. But I'm I'm still upset because I had this intention of doing the laundry, which hasn't been done. And I don't know if you're like me, but the way my household worked, I'm ashamed of it, but this is uncensored, is we will always have clean clothes. They will never be folded and put away. Once a month, our laundry gets folded and put away. One time during the month, we have time on some day to sit down and do it and in my head every weekend or during the weekday I have this mindset that we're going to do this but it is extremely difficult and if you got it down pat good for you if you're tidy mighty good for you my my gifts are cuddles my gifts are not cleaning I the laundry thing is just an ongoing situation and we end up just like digging through the hamper for clothes because during the work week, if I'm not off of work till four, Ethan isn't off of work till 6.30, there's not a lot of time to do the laundry. During the day, I am playing with the kids, I am cooking meals, I am doing dishes that come four o'clock, it's time to play and then switch gears and get ready to cook dinner or at least to set up dinner if I cooked dinner during lunchtime. And I don't want to, you know, take away playtime to fold laundry. I'm not going to do that to my kids. and I'm not going to do that to me. So anyway, it was just this whole meltdown. And then I realized, okay, well, give yourself grace because literally from Saturday night and Sunday and Monday, Elliot was sick. He was fussy all day Saturday. I wasn't really sure why what he was. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay home. He's been kind of fussy. Later, he had a fever. I realized, okay, he's not feeling good. Yada, 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 yada. So one, I need to know how to slow down and to accept small blockages or small things that um, like disrupt my schedule. Because... Uh, I will get really frustrated if I have, if I lay out a to-do list and I have three things on it, right? Some things that have helped me be successful with cleaning and things are the timer method, which I've talked about, works wonderfully. And if I do that three times a day, I can get a good amount of things done in the house. But if Elliot's sick and and clingy, I can put him in the baby wrap, but I'm still limited by what I can do. I can vacuum. I can pick up some toys. I'm not going to clean toilets while the baby's, while I'm baby wearing. Like, you know what I mean? But, you know, Ethan and I, Ethan was like, well, look, you've, you're, you've been, you know, taking care of a baby all day and all night, all weekend for the past three days. You're tired. So what? The laundry didn't get folded. You can't control the fact that Elliot was sick. And he's like, you like to control things. And I realized I am kind of a control freak, but I was just feeling frustrated because I feel like we're in this endless cycle where the laundry never gets done. This was a long conversation about laundry, but all I have to say is that you need to give yourself the little allowances, right, that you need. Give yourself the little allowances that you need. And acknowledge when things go awry. The reason why some nights, if Ethan does not work late, I choose to watch a show with him and hang out with Mia over folding laundry. Why? Because I'd rather spend time with my husband than spend time folding socks. It's all about priorities. And people, this is like a really big cleaning tip. If you can make keeping your house clean your number one priority, then you will have a clean house. The reason why my house is not always clean, it's lived in, Ethan always says. It can get messy. It can get bad, which is why we have a housekeeper, right? Is because my number one priority is not going to be the dishes over playing with my kids. It's not going to be because I could easily say, I will play with you after I do the dishes. But to me, that's not what's important. To me is I will play for, you know, 30, 45 minutes, an hour, and then hopefully do the dishes. But if by then Elliot needs to be put down for a nap, well, now I'm trapped putting the baby down for a nap. 
And all of this will end as, you know, my kids get older. Like, so this season, of course, is short. One day Mia will be in school and she won't be around to knock over the laundry or unfold it while I fold it because that's what she does. She thinks she's helping, but she just ends up unfolding and throwing all my piles around. And then I get mad and take all of those piles and throw them back into the hamper and say, never mind. So (laughs) anyway, this was a long story of give yourself allowances because and don't expect if your number one priority is hanging out with your kids and it isn't cleaning your house and your house might not be clean you know what it all is like order of importance but back to the social media the social media um overload information thing i was talking about so as i all of my life i'll say this i have liked things certain ways i've always had a messy bedroom so I can't, it, obviously I have a messy house, right? Um, because I'm a creative, free-flowing person. And I think that you typically see that with like the artsy type. I want to make lists. I'm like very type A, but I don't know how to execute being type A. And I read something about that. Like there's a thing going on. Whatever. I talked about before how I'm a really good um, director, not a really good doer. I know my strong suits. I'm good at being the boss. I'm not good at being the worker. Strong issues in my life have arisen, have risen because of that. Um, Like me quitting a bunch of jobs because I can't handle being underneath somebody. It's really an issue. But anyway, this is the longest I've had any job. It's been like five, six years. So that's a long time to be at one job for me. Um, But... I realized that I was overloaded with information because every time I go to do something, I have to think about all of the information about doing it. For instance, Elliot, again, was sick. Come Tuesday, I'm at work and I was still up all night. I've been up since five again because he woke up at five. He perfectly went to sleep back, went to back to sleep at 630. But now I'm supposed to be up at seven. Am I going back to sleep? No, I'm going to go ahead and just start my work day. So I've been up all night with a tossing and turning baby, trying to hold him, cuddle him, do whatever I need to do to get him to sleep for a couple hours. Then I'm up super early. I'm going through the day. I'm trying to catch up on work because I missed work Monday. So I have things to grade. I have things to do. I just have a long list of things to get done. I end up at 2 o'clock being dead tired and I had recently listened to a podcast episode as well as follow like health TikToks and they're talking about how you know how in the afternoon people usually get tired like two three o'clock after lunch is like a slump and a lot of people will get a second cup of coffee or whatever cup of coffee they're on so I was talking to Ethan and I'm like I'm really really tired I don't know how I'm gonna make it to the end of the day But if I drink a cup of coffee, that's my second cup of coffee today, and that's bad. And I immediately start, like, going through all what all the health people say, like, hey, you should wean yourself off caffeine. But then at the same time, coffee is good for your heart. And I'm, like, really confused about all of this health information. And I think because I want to live a really long life and I want to do all of these things, I'm just trying to be considerate and mindful of every single thing I do to the point where I'm very particular or I'll have meltdowns about what we're eating. Whereas Ethan's like, hey, have some chicken nuggets. It's okay. From Chick-fil-A. It's not my normal order. But one day, yesterday, I had some. And I'm over here melting down over, I should have eaten X, Y, or Z. Like, this is so bad for you. Blah, 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 blah. And he's, and then, so here comes this cup of coffee debate. And I'm like, oh my gosh, but you're not supposed to have caffeine. And I see all these moms and they're taking these like supplements and they're eating these spoons of chocolate. They're losing weight and they don't need coffee anymore. And they're happy and they're healthy and they're skinny. And I'm like trying to get there. So it's like, what am I doing wrong? And Ethan's like, everything doesn't have to be a life or death decision. And with me, little miss dramatic type A me, everything's a life or death decision. So as I'm putting my K cup in to get more coffee, He's like, you drink one cup of coffee every morning. One. When I was pregnant with Mia, I drank one cup of coffee like once a week or something. And that was like way back. When I was pregnant with Elliot, I drank coffee like every other day or something like that. Um, If you drink one cup of coffee 
It's not going to kill you. If you drink a second cup of coffee today, it's not going to kill you. And I got to the point where I realized is I am so overloaded from like spending time on TikTok, spending time on Instagram with all of these people doing all of these things. And then I want to be doing all of these things that I just get overloaded with every little decision we make. Are we going to the park today or not? I realized I have to learn to let go and to surrender. And what's ironic is last night I was laying in bed and I was thinking, what is my word for this week? And the word is surrender. And this week I had to surrender my baby, like to God, not like actually surrender, but like, you know, say, you know what? My baby is healthy. I prayed over Elliot. He's going to feel better next morning. No fever. I knew, I knew like once I prayed and like really focused in, he'd be, he'd get better. Also, his doctor wasn't even concerned. He was like, Brittany, what is wrong? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just dramatic. And he's like, I know. Do you want to come in? And I'm like, yeah. And then come the next day, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to come in. He's like, okay, call me back later. Because, you know, my doctor just kind of knows that I can be dramatic. Um, But I need to surrender. Elliot was going to be fine. His fever had not gotten over like to 1.2 or anything like that. And then I had to surrender some other things like waiting on our tax return still. So I was surrendering that to God. Then I was surrendering... um, just life like it's okay to kind of just live everything doesn't have to be structured or rigid and because I'm so goal oriented and goal driven I'm somebody who does well with a goal does well with a plan operates well knowing where I'm going that this is a time in my life where I'm surrendering because there's a lot I don't know I don't know if they're going to call us back to work in the office I don't know if I don't know what preschool me is going to yet. And that's like what I'm working on this this week. The goal is to to tour three preschools um, or at least get them on the calendar for tours so I can go ahead and register her. I don't know how quickly preschools fill up. I don't know if I'm going to like all of a sudden she won't be able to go or something. But I know it's the end of this school year. So I figure I should figure out what's going on for next school year. It feels a little bit early to do it. But I know preschool is not the same as public school and it's this whole thing. But Anyway, so I was going through this word of surrender. So whatever you're doing this week, it's okay to surrender and just live. And so my challenge for myself is to not live like frivolously, but for instance, here's two examples. One example was on Saturday, I was doing some shopping around for our next vacation and I was looking at swimsuits and I was looking at outfits and I go to Ethan and I go, babe, can I spend, you know, X amount of dollars? It wasn't a lot. And he was like, on what? And I said, on me. And he was like, yeah, you don't even have to ask me because I wanted him to pay for it. He was like, just just use it. And um, I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I could buy a toy for the kids instead. And he was like, no, no, no. If you need to get something for a vacation, get it. And I realized I live life by these weird little, like, structured boxes, right? Like, I like to plan every little thing out. I'm going to buy this then, and I'm going to go do this here. And I don't like to have surprises, for instance, tonight I plan on making HelloFresh. I've been baby wearing Elliot, catching up on work, still have no sleep. So I'm putting in lasagna, like a frozen lasagna into the oven. It's actually one of Mia's favorite meals. It's a big hit in my house. Elliot really likes it too. If He, he still isn't eating solids yet after feeling under the weather. But um, And I'm just going to let it go. And I'm over here pacing about how I didn't make the HelloFresh today. Who cares? Nobody told you you had to do that. And if they did, like I'm a grown up. So anyway, I have this problem with like if I say or plan something, if it goes awry or askew or off the tracks or something, I melt down internally, like having a second cup of coffee. And I realize that I need to just live. If I want to take a walk, I'm going to take a walk. If I don't want to take a walk, I'm not going to take a walk. If I want to take a bath, I'm going to take a bath. Instead of being so scared to do things, I will be so scared to like have a glass of wine. I'll be like, hey, babe, it's been a long day. I'm going to have a glass of wine. Elliot just ate. He should be good for three hours. What do you think? And he's like, why are you asking me? And I'm like, I don't know. Just kind of feels like something I should tell you. And he's like, you don't have to tell me all the things you're doing. So I guess I have a hard time, like not having someone to go to, to ask permission to do things. So anyway, surrendering life, living. And if I want a piece of cake, I'm going to eat a piece of cake and I'm going to work out. That's the problem too, is like, it's hard when you have like these fitness goals in mind and I, I can stick to them pretty hard. 
but there are days where with kids it's impossible. So for instance, there are days where, you know, let's say like I'm not eating out and the goal is to lose weight and eat healthy. So I'm working out every day. This is not what I've been doing the past week though. So don't, this is just an example. Um, and on Thursday, we decide to go to the park, right? But if we go to the park, that means I don't have time to cook dinner. This is a real life scenario. This is my real life. This is typically what happens. I'll decide to go to a park one day and I know I'll have to cook dinner during lunchtime so that when we get back from the park, all I have to do is heat it up. Come lunchtime, Elliot is fussing or screaming or has peed on me, has thrown up on me, and now it's 12 o'clock and I want to shower. I have a one o'clock meeting. I'm looking at the refrigerator. I have to give me a lunch because it's lunchtime. I have to make myself lunch. And now I'm choosing to shower or make dinner. Well, I'm going to choose to shower, right? Because I don't want to be disgusting while for the rest of the day, especially if we're going to the park. That means I don't have time to cook dinner. So while we're at the park, after we leave, I'm going to stop by Chick-fil-A. So that, like, we can hang out for the park as long as possible, come 5.30, let's head home, grab Chick-fil-A, do dinner, baths, bed. I will have a conniption about the fact that I didn't make dinner during lunch. And, like, it's little things like that that, like, mentally drive me crazy, but shouldn't. Like, okay, so what? I chose to shower. Why is that the end of the world? Right? I chose to shower. So what I, you know, didn't make the hell of rush because typically I'll get those things done, but you can't control with kids. What I'm learning is you can't really control what happens in your day. You can wake up with an idea that you're going to do X, Y, and Z, but with kids, it might not happen and that needs to be okay. There have been many days where I woke up and I said, I'm going to get dressed at my nine o'clock break. I'm going to do a little bit of makeup. And then at noon, we're going to go for a walk. Nine o'clock break comes. The living room's a mess. I have 15 minutes to clean it up. So I set my timer, timer and clean it up. And I'm not dressed my, until one in the afternoon. Like, it's just with kids, you can't control what happens. And I think because kids are so much chaos and I like control that I try to make these like weird these like weird rules and then I go like weird when they don't work through I don't know if this made any sense but anyway word for the week is surrender and just let it be so here's a weird little funny story it's not really funny um so over the weekend while I was having my whole meltdown about the house I said something out of context that could have sounded kind of hurtful but Ethan and I were talking and I was like talking about how exhausted I was and I was talking about like how the mental load and how I haven't slept all weekend and how now there's a million things that need to get done. And I turned to him and I say, are we really married? And here's what I meant by it, because <laughs> this is how my brain works. I meant, are we literally physically married? Now, it sounds rude, right? It sounds like I'm saying... Like, is this even a marriage? Like, that's what it sounds like. It sounds rude. But what I meant was what's been on my mind is the fact that our tax return was taking so long. And I never got a copy of our marriage certificate like that says we're married. So like when you get married, which if you're not married, you know, here's some, here's some things to know. And if you are, then, you know, you get, um, you go to whatever, whatever county that you're getting married, you get a license to get married in that county. And then after you get married, Elliot's talking to me, after you get married, you, you like submit a piece of paper. I don't know what kind of paper. I don't remember. <laughs> it's been a couple of years. Um, and then you get your marriage certificate and you're basically married, right? Well, we never got our marriage certificate in the mail. To be fair, we did move after we got married and some other things. But so we never got our marriage certificate. And for a long time, I've been thinking, like, how are we going to get this thing? And I need to see if we actually have one. So for the past five years, okay, we have not been married for five years. Um, for the past four years, we've been married almost four years. We've been together for like 10 years. But anyway, so for the past four years, I've been going 
there'd be times where in the middle of the night, I'll be like, am I married? <laughs> like, am I legally married? And in my head, I was planning like a whole nother like <laughs> ceremony in case we didn't turn in the paper. Because here's the reality that Brittany and Ethan, me and my husband are not always the most put together. Okay. I try really hard, but one of my personality traits is being a hot mess. So I'm I'm thinking, I don't remember sending in this form. Ethan said we did it because he had to go back to the venue and pick it up because we left it there our wedding night. So the day after we got married, he went back to the venue and picked it up and sent it off, I guess. I don't remember him sending it off. So in my head, I've never, I signed that paper on my wedding day. I remember signing the paper. He signed it. My grandfather, who married us, signed it. Cool. After that, I don't know what happened to that paper, except for that we left it at the venue and then Ethan went and got it. So long story short, for the past four years, in the middle of the night, in the middle of doing dishes, I'll be like, oh my gosh, are we really married? And then I'll start planning like, well, if we're not, we could do like not a reception and we don't have to tell anybody that we're not married, but him and I could get married for real and do like something cute and I'll buy an outfit. We could get on a little boat and I'm just planning a whole nother like mini secret wedding, <laughs> like a secret wedding. So nobody knows that the actual wedding that they went to was a sham because we never filed the paper so i'm a mess i'm a literal mess so in the middle of me and ethan in the middle of me melting down and i turn to ethan and say are we even married his feelings are hurt and i'm like no i don't mean like that i mean like are we actually married and he's like yes we turned in the paper and i go did we and then he starts to get panicked he's like i don't know did we turn in the paper and I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, great, I'll call the courthouse tomorrow. Oh my gosh, what if we're not married? So then he is like, kind of like on the defense, like, what? Long story short. So we're having this conversation, right? That's Elliot. He's, um, he's chatting. He's okay. So we're having this conversation. Meanwhile, four weeks ago, I went to Vital Records, okay? And I ordered Elliot's birth certificate because I never received it. And I ordered... And I ordered our marriage certificate to see if it existed. Because I assumed if it didn't, it just wouldn't come in the mail with the birth certificate and we would know the truth. So in the middle of our conversation, we're having this fight. It's not even a fight. It's just like a whole panic about if we're married or not. He's like, I'll call in the morning, whatever. Morning comes. We keep going through life. I hear a knock on the door while I'm in my meeting. I go to open the door. The mail guy hands me the vital records paperwork. It has to verify it because it's like, you know, personal information. So I'm like, thanks. I open it. I see Elliot's birth certificates on top and there's our marriage certificate. And so then I'm like, babe, we're married. And he's like, great. That's what I thought. I figured we've been married this whole time. Anyway, so now I can sleep at night because I have Elliot's birth certificate. I have Mia's birth certificate. I have our marriage certificate. If we need to go on the run, I have all the important paperwork, um, you know, in case there's an apocalypse or something, I need to like get into Canada, but that is just reasons why I'm a hot mess because for the past, the past four years, I've been just going, are we married? And now that I have our marriage certificate, I know we are, we're not going to have to have a secret boat wedding. Um, I just need to focus on planning my Disney trip. Now, I know this episode is running a little bit long, but I wanted to update you guys on the Peanut app and my success because I know a lot of you mamas might be in the same boat as me where like you're kind of lonely, you're looking for friends, yada, yada, yada. But let me tell you about this really cool feature. So first of all, I have connected with about three women on the app that live in my area. I haven't met with them yet, but... I have plans to meet with one and I'm making plans to meet with the others. So hopefully I am building some new friendships. I also enrolled in, um, like there's a little, anyway, there's just something cool in my county and they organize play dates for littles. So in July, July 7th is the first one. And so I will be taking Mia to those play dates and then hopefully she'll make friends and I'll make friends. And that's great. My mom also organized another play date or something because she knows like I have a lot going on and she's trying to help me out to make mom a friend. But the peanut app is so cool and I'm going to encourage you guys to 
to um to use it and let me tell you about this really cool feature i'm going to tell you two things so one they have this thing called pods and it's pretty much kind of like a podcast but not really what these pods are is somebody anybody on the app i can make one you could make one in like any random day you go on and you can like give it a subject so I've seen one like hot mess mamas unite I've seen one that was like oh I'm having a rough morning I joined that one to like talk to talk to this other mama to see how she was and basically you get on and somebody whoever created it is probably talking about something and you can just join the conversation you press the microphone button if you want to speak and then you just chat with other mamas so it's really cool because it's kind of like a morning meetup there was a cute cute coffee and prayer one um and it's not like something that necessarily reoccurs but on any given day at any time of the day you can start a pod and like other moms who are on the app might join you and you can chat or you could join an existing pod. So let me tell you about three that I joined. The first one I joined was like Hot Mess Mamas Unite. And it was just um, a group of moms. Like it was about 15 moms on there. And they were just talking about life. People were talking about like, oh, my house is a mess. Oh, my husband's a mess. And I just joined the conversation. So it was really cool to meet with people that way and be able to talk to other mamas. There was one I joined yesterday. There was a, a a woman who said she was having a rough morning and there was no one in her pod with her so as you can see how many people are in there so I joined and she was talking to me about something she's going through um you know medically and I was just urging her to see an OBGYN and like that anyway so it was cool to be able to like talk with somebody who you know no one else was joining her pod it, I wasn't really sure how to help her but I wanted to be able to I don't know, you know, give my two cents. And then I joined a pod that I want you guys, <clears throat> if you get the peanut app and you need to talk to somebody to join this pod. So again, it's not necessarily, it's kind of like a podcast, but it isn't. It's, um, there's no, it's no like cameras or anything. Like you can't FaceTime. It's not like a FaceTime, but you basically join these little chat rooms. They're pretty much like chat rooms. And you don't type or anything, though. Um, you can send a heart, but that's about it. There's these little chat rooms, and you can unmute your mic and talk to other women, or you can just sit and listen in on it. And so right now, there's a breastfeeding support session that the app just, you know, alerted me that's going on now. So if I went on the app, I could join that pod. That's cool. So there's this one that I joined yesterday that I really, really liked. And uh, it is this psychiatrist I want to say psychiatrist psychologist she's a doctor so I'm going to say psychiatrist because I know you have to be a doctor to be a psychiatrist and um she was doing a podcast or like a little chat room on mom guilt and she has a whole lot of information on um your, your mindset her Instagram's amazing she has like she does these little mom groups and if you just need help as a mom, I, I haven't dived really far into her stuff yet, but it looks like she offers a lot of support for moms. Um, if you go to her Instagram, she gives you like workshops. She does a free Facebook group. She does, um, she has a mental wellness mama website. And so anyway, if you are new, or struggling if you just want a place where there's like somebody who is licensed somebody who's a professional and she's also a mom herself I always um it's nice when there are like psychi psychologists or psychiatrists and they want to help moms but it's it's extra nice when they are moms because if they're not you're like I'm really glad that you have so much empathy for me however um you haven't experienced any of this, but she is a mom, so she has. Anyway, so her Instagram, her name is Dr. Michelle Casarella, I want to say. I'm not sure if that's how I say her last name, but so you can give her a Google or you can go to Instagram and follow her at Mental Wellness for Mamas. It's um, 
all just like mental wellness for mamas and she has a lot of cool information and I really uh she's basically she doesn't know this but she's basically my soul sister like this is pretty much what I want to do is just help moms and so I would I, I urge you to check her out on Instagram and then she does one of these little pod chat rooms on the peanut at every Wednesday so like yesterday she was doing um you know it was like mental wellness for mamas and then we were talking about mom guilt so all of these moms came on and were sharing like their experiences with mom guilt on different capacities and if you listen to the podcast pretty much like what I go through like um working and how like if you are a working mom you may feel guilty because you're not spending most of your day with your kid but you are providing for your kid um you're giving your kid an example of you know one, a woman working and providing and taking care of her family. And, and two, you're, you're working to give your kid what they need. And that's amazing. It's doing your job as a mom. And she talks a lot about mom guilt. Um, there's a stay at home mom that asks some questions, but she does it every Wednesday. So if you ever want to chat with somebody, I urge you to do this because I know not all of us have the resources to, and there's a lot of ways you can get in touch with therapy. Um, or maybe even have the time to go to weekly therapy or do weekly therapy. But if you really are struggling with something, especially when it comes to motherhood, I, I just want to give her this shout out. Um, I messaged her. I was like, oh my gosh, you're amazing. And so um, this episode's running long, but I thought it was important to tell you guys this. So mental wellness for mamas. I am diving into all of her stuff right now. And um, I'm going to chat with her because she seems like really amazing. So that's all I have for this week. Don't forget to follow me at Instagram on Chris, at um, Christian Mom Uncensored. You can find me on TikTok at C Mom Uncensored and on YouTube at Christian Mom Uncensored. And I will chat with you all later. And I can. I just hope you have a great week. And I just encourage you to take care of yourself, take care of your mental health, do something good for you, get outside, breathe some fresh air. And um, have a really, really great week. Okay. Bye, lovelies.